Wait, which, should I start from the beginning? Yeah. Okay. This is Julia. This wait, is... wait, wait, no. Okay. I'm say hi first. Okay. Hi, this is Julia. Hi, this is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Where are we? What is this? <laughs> you don't have to say hi. <laughs> 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 Okay, so you go. Let's do this for you. Okay, okay. Hi, this is Julia. This is Seth. We are running out of movies. And this is the podcast for people who are also running out of movies. You've watched all the movies you want to watch, and now you're watching other movies. Uh, this week on the posca- podcast, we're doing... The podcast. <laughs> this is the cast for your pops. For your... For your, you and your posse, you know? Uh, we're doing True Lies, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic. You're, you're doing some, a little background for us. Do you have a summary for us? Or, uh... Yeah, so this is the, the back of the DVD case. says, mm-hmm. All, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Special Agent Harry Tasker, although to his wife, Helen, he's just a boring computer salesman. When Harry's two lives unexpectedly collide, both he and Helen find themselves in the clutches of international terrorists fighting to save not only their marriage, but their lives. Ooh. Great. It's, it's I mean, a great premise, a great movie. Yeah, this is, um, I had never, I guess I kind of knew this, but I didn't really know it officially until I IMDb'd it during the movie, that this was written and directed by James Cameron in the 90s. Yeah, I did not know that at all until... Which is- it, for me, it was kind of funny thinking, like, of nerds by... And when I say nerds, I mean, like, people like me. Uh, so, nerds. Nerds. <laughs> in the 90s, being like, Tur- I just saw Terminator 2, and I'm out of my mind because that was so good. I hear that James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger are <laughs> collaborating again for an action movie. And then, then just going... Oh, it didn't even occur to me that... Arnold Schwarzenegger was also in That's Terminator why, like, too. it's like, I, I saw Terminator 2 when it came out. I saw True Lies when it came out. That's a no, big Nothing change. in my mind would have connected those two. So it's like, if I had been, like, a teenager or someone who's more culturally aware, going to True Lies, having seen Terminator 2 with any kind of expectation, like, how did those people... I guess that they became, like, the tea party. Like, uh, <laughs> like that... <laughs> they just were, that broke their minds. Yeah, uh, like it's a, it's all the action you'd expect, but also a lot more comedy and a lot more just overall greatness. Yeah, and like uh, it's, it's almost more of a romantic comedy than anything. Like uh, definitely, I mean, and very much. I like. I feel like comedy is a is a key word here. Like yeah. it's very funny. Like it's trying to be very funny yeah. throughout the whole thing. It's not really trying to take itself seriously ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was. Um, like re rewatching it, did you like it? Did you enjoy it still? I or? loved it. I mean, I this is a movie that I loved when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I've I've enjoyed it every time I've rewatched since. And watching it now, I still loved it. Still, totally holds up. Like all the beats that you remember are still great. The one thing I think is it took a lot longer to get to yeah. the start. I think the first act is a lot longer than I remembered it being. Um, in my in my memory, like the first scene or like in the first five minutes is this the the scene where the wife goes on the date with Simon, the fake 
Yeah, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, who does a great job as a... Oh, he's wonderful. As, as, a, yeah. as a terrible person. Yeah, so this the surprise of Revelation for me rewatching this, this is a movie that I watched maybe like a hundred times when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I loved it when I, when I grew up and um, when I was growing up and um, that it's almost two and a half hours long. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. That's crazy. For, for what this is, that seems bananas. And I think the reason... We have that. We essentially have two first acts. Yeah, you have a whole first act, just intro. I mean, a whole like thirty minutes just introducing um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his job and yeah. what he does and his whole family setup and that whole thing. And I mean, to to explain that to if anyone hasn't seen this movie, he is a spy of, mm-hmm. of some sort. Which when you're when you're hiring a spy, uh, <laughs> you definitely want to pick someone who is inconspicuous and when you see Arnold Schwarzenegger you uh do you he just blends in you forget that he's there uh yeah absolutely in, in you don't think like manner. that's bizarre I'm gonna remember this person's face for the rest of my life <laughs> like uh so he's a spy so yeah so the the first the first first act is establishing that he's a spy yeah and it's sort of the his daily life you know, he's a spy and he's hiding it from his wife. Yeah. He's pretending to be a boring computer salesman and she's kind of thinks that he is boring. He's doing a good job pretending to be boring. And Tom Arnold Arnold is his His but his his partner. Yeah, his like right hand man. And um I have a lot I have a lot to say in Tom Arnold in this movie. <laughs> but um He's great. And I think I did the same thing your brain did, which was like edit this movie down a little bit because like I watched yeah. it a ton when I was a kid. And rewatching it now, I had no memory of like the first twenty minutes. The whole, yeah, the whole first, the beginning of the movie is like an opening set piece that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a James Bond thing where he's like, which is hilarious. Just like seeing him walk the imagine tuxedo, everyone would be like, "Who is that?" It's like you know, like if like if like an Instagram corgi walked into a party, like it would have. People would notice. Yeah, just the idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a spy. Is surreptitiously doing anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like the idea of like using a stick of dynamite to clean your toilet. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just insane. But um, yeah, I had no re- recollection of there being like this. There's mo- a whole yeah. Thing. This movie opens with an amphibious saw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger is in a full scuba suit. Yeah, I want to make this. Yeah, <laughs> an amphibious assault on a mansion. Oh. I like you said amphibious saw, which is also true. Yeah, because he oh, in right, a scuba yeah. suit is like sawing iron bars in half. It's crazy. I have no recollection of any of it. He, um, yeah, so he goes in. He meets, to this like very fancy party in Switzerland, where there's yeah. you know, it's a very James Bondy. Yeah, and so a couple of observations. Um, one is that um, he, so he's a, a lot of the, 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 I mean, this is an uh, um, early 90s thriller. It came out in 1994. Yeah, so it's background like, info. so it's like, if you're looking for a Caucasian villain in this movie, good luck. Uh, <laughs> it's, so it's like. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, the, this movie's point of view is weird and uh, uh, ooh, Ultra western, I would say. Um, ultra western. And there's a point where he is just talking, talking to he. He's kind of like trying to talk his way past a guard, and he um, he says something in um, Arabic, and oh, and this is so he's in this 
whole party scene, he's saying a bunch of things in a bunch of different languages to demonstrate his proficiency as a spy and his, like, James Bondiness. Um, and in all the other times where he says things, it's either not captioned or it's just captioned with what he's saying. Yeah, but the, at one point during where he's, like, trying to, like, uh, talk to me past guard, he says something... And then it says, like, what he says, which is, like, I have to go to the bathroom or something. But then underneath that, in the subtitle, it says, like... Quote. Or, like, parentheses. Like, in perfect Arabic. And it's sort of like, what? Uh, I was wondering... It's like, that That seemed very weird to me at the time, too. I was wondering, because that is the one that gets him caught. So I was wondering if it was trying to be, like, oh, we, the yeah. viewer might think that he messed that one up, but it's like, no, he said the line right, but it was just like his overall demeanor was suspicious, but I don't think that was it. Yeah, I have no idea why, or it's just, like, it, it, it just like, I would have taken for, um, just for granted that like, uh, that he's doing it well. That he's doing it well. Like, I it, mean, the other ones, he's like saying something in French, and it doesn't say like in perfect French. It's you're yeah. just like sure that's yeah. a different language. And it was like, this is such a I mean the register's so high that I was kind of giving this movie a long leash. But like that moment just punctured the surface tension so much because it's so bizarre. It to was have, weird. Yeah, to have the the subtitles. It was like do you know what it made me think of? It's sort of like if there's an action movie starring Donald Trump, <laughs> and then he were also in charge. <laughs> Of, like, closed captioning this it. This like, perfect Yeah, Arabic, perfect guys. Arabic. Just, like... Guys, you don't know, but this was perfect. Walks across room real good. Like, just, <laughs> just like, uh, it was crazy. I mean, my, my initial assumption was just that um, they're like, well, audiences have... Like, the audience that's going to watch this movie has never heard Arabic in their entire lives. So we're just going to let them know. This is perfect. What you just heard sounded crazy, but it was actually another language. And I can definitely feel like they're, it's interesting, it's like for students of film or storytelling, like they were very clearly conscious about like, we want to make sure that this is a competence beat. Yeah, that's true. That like the whole thing is is him basically showing off, like him doing all yeah. the things as well as you would expect a cool which is weird because by all accounts he does a terrible job yeah and they also mention in um in like the debriefing later that he did a terrible job on that entire mission charlton heston who they got i was gonna say did you know i I only knew because i was imdbing this while we were watching it but the boss is charlton heston who's in one scene yeah yeah yeah, like they got him for a day how do you Wearing get the... Charlton Heston to be in your movie and then yeah. have him in in it for like three minutes where he doesn't say or do anything? Important? Wearing the like an eye patch that was so tiny it looked uncomfortable. <laughs> like it was, uh, it was. I don't know how. I don't know how they got that on him. It was like it's like imagine giving a cat a pill, and then that's how getting this tiny eye patch in Charlton Heston <laughs> must have been like just him thrashing but um but yeah so everyone admits he does a terrible job where it's like it turns into a fiasco where he's just like at this yeah. mansion he he does a um he does the tango with Wayne's girlfriend from Wayne's World Tia Carrera oh, that's what she's from yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right and, yeah and then it, so he basically meets her but then all the rest of it is just like a giant shootout where a thousand people get murdered. But yeah, so we have his basic happy village beat of him being a spy. He's with Tom Arnold. Um, Tom Arnold is great. He's just like which, the comedic relief for the whole movie. And yeah. also the one who's doing kind of the majority of the heavy lifting for the actual spy stuff. Arnold yeah. is just like there. Yeah. He's, he's like a like a, a sweet doofus for the whole movie that doesn't have 
doesn't have that many lines, which I think is smart yeah. for when you're casting him. I also I saw this in the theater, which I would have been 11 when this came out. Aww. And um, I remember, but even as I was a... six. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I'm a monster. But, uh... but no, I remember being... Um... I, you weren't because uh, you weren't uh, cognizant of this narrative at the time. Uh, <laughs> is that um, everyone hated Tom Arnold when this came out? Oh, but, did they? But uh, Wait, it, what's what's Tom Arnold's situation? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Is um, <laughs> paint me a picture? Yeah, no, big, big, uh, early nineties. Just uh, the Great Gatsby's in office. Uh, everyone's bah, 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 bah. everyone's doing the Charleston. Um, it was. Um, no, it was the early '90s. Everything sucked. Everyone's everyone's clothes were still terrible, but everyone was making fun of the '80s for some reason. Even though the, <laughs> at least the '80s was an aesthetic, uh, the '90s was just like horrible, baggy clothing. Um, no one suits fit. But um, uh, no, so everyone th- th- think about this, which I've never had a problem with Tom Arnold, and I'll say that now. Um, Tell me about Tom, Tom Arnold. He was a kind of a loathed character in the early '90s because he was. Um, Think, imagine, think, just think about this. Think about what I'm telling you. <laughs> he got famous because he was dating Roseanne Barr. Okay. Or Roseanne Arnold at the time. Or, you know, I think they got married, you know. Um, so he became a character on her show. Uh, I don't think people really remember, or it's like now because Roseanne sucks so much, they don't remember. Roseanne was an amazing, huge show. And I think people hated Tom Arnold because they saw him as a hanger on kind of like his, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know, everyone kind of has that, a lot of people have that narrative of, like, the younger sibling or whatever, like, who, or, like, the... Who, like, comes along and ruins everything. He was in, like, Jim Belushi to... Sure, John Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah, I almost said Jeff Belushi, I'm, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Like, I, anyway, so this is too long. So, but I just remember being 11 years old and watching this movie, and he got a lot of good reviews. Like, a lot of reviews singled him out. I remember at the time, of, like, he... You read a lot of reviews as an 11-year-old? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any friends. Or, like, uh, yeah, no one was, like... Oh, I was I wasn't playing sport. Uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, but I remember just, like, and being, as an 11-year-old, so happy for Tom Aww. Arnold. And he crushes it. He's really he funny. He, Except he for carries the movie. what he kill, calls uh, Tia Carrara, like, a uh, bitch three times in a minute. As, like, uh, watching it now, it's just, like, cool it. But, um... I mean, sometimes you just gotta call people bitches. Yeah. I, if he buried it, if he was just like, Ar- like uh, Arnold's not being such a bitch, I'd been like, yeah. But, um... <laughs> no, so, but yeah, he's great in it the entire time. I don't know how I started that point. Um, I think we're just going to have to just randomly guess and then cut around it. (laughs) No, absolutely. But the point is Arnold uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger does okay. Uh, Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger does as well as you could expect Arnold Schwarzenegger to do. But Tom Arnold... Tom Arnold is... is a delight. Is a delight the entire time. He's wonderful. Just really, like, every scene... I mean, if you rewatch the beginning, like, the first 30 minutes of the film... If you took Tom Arnold's character out of the scene, it would be almost oh, unwatchable. It would be hilarious, like because it would just it's, and it's just so beat by beat, like everything you expect about like a yeah. standard kind of James Bond movie, but like no anything else where he's there to like point out all the times where it's like this seems really dumb. <laughs> yeah, where it's like yeah, because it's sort of like uh, the beats that we're doing with the Arnold Schwarzenegger in the mansion bit are like James Bond beats, which like you need someone who's just like charisma crawls off the screen and beats you to death. Uh, where he's just doing these things like someone who is kind of um, 
doing a great job of figuring his way through a foreign yeah, airport. He's, like he's doing a good job for for what he can yeah, do. Yeah, just be like, like good, I'll good take one Cinnabon, thank you. <laughs> like it's just uh, it's not cool at all. So it's like we need Tom Arnold to kind of like to cut through. And... I was actually thinking that while we were watching it, I did I forgot that I was thinking about that. But um, it's almost like Tom Arnold uh, sets the cool bar so low that. The things that Arnold Schwarzenegger are doing can seem cool by comparison. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tom Arnold is just being like a regular schmo. And so then, like, it it allows for Schwarzenegger to seem like he's very together even when he's he's not really acting it yeah absolutely so so that is kind of like our first first beat our second first beat or first act is um seeing uh arnold Schwarzenegger with his family which is jamie lee curtis and elijah dushku plays his daughter right and um so we're seeing kind of um it's interesting we know that he's lying to them and that what we get early uh, like the whole second first act is kind of understanding that they we get that they're lying to him. Um, and, like, they're very unhappy with the whole situation. Like, the wife is, like, really bored by him and kind of bored in the marriage. And, yeah. like, no one's really happy in the situation. And he's just so so caught up in the lie that he doesn't notice that they're actively bored. Yeah. Or, like, he's, he's trying to bore them with his boring cover story and he's just doing such a good job of it that he doesn't realize that they're genuinely bored of him yeah absolutely and i think it is actually really well observed about when we lie and people who pathologically lie in general they end up being so fixated on their lie that they don't really think about the uh, internal lives of the of the people they're lying to like he's so focused on the performance of his lie that he doesn't notice that they clearly it's not that they're not buying it it's that they're not interested in yeah the 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 information he's giving them it's like the the persona he's putting on successfully is like a bad one for them like they're not interested in it absolutely so we get like he brings a gift home to eliza dushku who uh like honestly like i think like uh the Two best performances in this movie, I thought, were Eliza and Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Jamie yeah. Curtis crushes. She's it incredible in this. Yeah. Every time she did anything, it was so good. Yeah, so we get like he brings her a stupid gift at like a snow globe or whatever, and she's like, "This sucks" because I'm like a teenager. <laughs> and she throws it to the trash can. Yeah, again. and then um, and then Jamie Lee Curtis tries to like tell him that something like a plumber is trying to overcharge them or whatever and he's like that's fine and she's sort of like i well i offered to sleep with him and he's gonna knock off a hundred dollars and he's just like he was like great sounds good yeah like just clearly like he's not he's not paying attention to her either yeah so it's uh so good externalization of that dynamic and then um a a quick thing where it's like uh, tom arnold kind of like walking in like kind of like a, a stud creep um just puts a a package of cigarettes on Arnold Schwarzenegger's mantle, which has a camera in it. Yeah. Then he gives Arnold Schwarzenegger a, a, a sunglasses, and he's like, hey, I put this in, the, there's a camera, it's like this weird scene, but then he sees that his daughter stole money out of his jacket. Um, so that kind of starts the the sort of, like, the thread of the of the uh, the middle of the movie, which is like that Arnold Schwarzenegger realizes that he's not just lying to his family, but his family is lying to him in certain levels. Oh, that's a great point. I didn't put that together, but the the daughter stealing from what's his face uh, is is a good is a good beat towards like you don't even know who your family is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because yeah, in the, this is in the part of the movie um, once we get we get established with like. Uh, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, whose name is Harry in this movie, and like what Harry Tasker. Harry Tasker. Definitely a surname. Because he completes tasks. <laughs> Dickens. Dickens ruined everything. But uh, um, yeah. So like, once we get acquainted with like what his his general deal is, and we get a sense of of like who the main bad guy is in the espionage world and all of that. Um, after that happens, uh, he just as a result of his you know being a spy, misses a lot of family things, keeps missing a lot of family things. After one particularly bad time, he shows up at his wife's work to try to apologize, like to take her to a surprise lunch to apologize for for missing out on all these things. And accidentally overhears that she is having lunch with a gentleman companion. Mm -hmm. Yes, she has a a co-worker who is kind of externalizing a lot of information that like Arnold Schwarzenegger is overhearing that he's like it's very clearly uh, a hookup. It's yeah. um like a, a yeah a romantic interest. Yeah, we're also kind of threading in at this part the uh, the first act is kind of the the really the actiony action movie arc gets started in the first first yeah. act. So we're kind of continuing on that a little bit before we find out about Jamie Lee Curtis's affair. Where um, he meets with the Persian artifact expert one more time. That kind of gets him on the radar of these terrorists who um, start uh, tracking him. And then this ends into like ends up in this like ridiculous kind of chase scene. Oh, yeah. And this is the chase scene that he's apologizing for when he goes to his wife's lunch. Because this, this is the chase scene that causes him to miss whatever yeah. important thing. But it is the most insane chase scene ever because it's... it's the bad guy on a motorcycle and Arnold Schwarzenegger on a horse. Yeah. And they are chasing each other through the inside of a mall. Yeah. And it ends up in like a, a kind of like a, a swanky Marriott, like where it's sort <laughs> yeah. of like, and this goes back to my earlier point of like. Oh yeah. Maybe it's a hotel, not a mall. I don't no, know. No, no. It starts as a mall. It definitely is like, the <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Washington DC, but it's like the George Mason mall or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's the that's the founding father my grandma really likes. <laughs> that's, that's really good. What is what is the big mall in Washington DC? DC. Do you know what it is? Like, uh, I mean, the mall is like the area of of land where all the Smithsonian museums. No, are. no, I mean not where like not where like the I have a dream speech happen. <laughs> I mean like where people buy like go to buy no, like I don't know Yankee I candles. Don't, but okay, I have no idea. Uh, so they go to that and it <laughs> ends up being in a Marriott, which so this goes back to my earlier point of like Arnold Schwarzenegger as spy, where um, his take in spy seems to be sort of like action cop, the guy who is gonna get his perp no matter what. And it's gonna tear apart the the, the whole city <laughs> yeah, to get it. No matter what, how, no matter how much damage he's doing. Yeah, that's not really a spy beat traditionally, and it's sort of <laughs> yeah. like, and it's like if you think that you are engaged in espionage, and you end up trying, cha- yeah, yeah, trying to keep a low profile because no one can learn your true identity. Yeah. and you're just like, a, I have a super distinctive face and build. <laughs> B. And manner of speech. Yeah, and manner of speech. B, manner of speech. C, I am chasing someone. This person's on a motorcycle and they're driving through a hotel. And I'm chasing them on a police horse. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not saying you can't be a spy. I'm saying maybe like, take a personal inventory. Be like, what am I good at? What am I good at? What am I bad at? What am I good at? Yeah, but... What are my personal strengths? Yeah. What does my job require? I mean, just like, be like, and just like, just start like drawing lines back and forth of like this hooked up to that, that. 
So it's like, that's absurd. And yeah, I mean, it's like, God bless. I loved it. when they started doing when he when he got when he got the horse to start doing the chase. I was just like, God bless James Cameron. He's going to straight up do a horse running yeah. through the inside of a hotel. And he did it. And yeah. it was great. I also thought a lot about like the scene in uh, or the, the, the thread in um, Adaptation. Where Charlie Kaufman's brother is writing, uh, writing a thriller where it's like, you know, it's like horse versus car. Like a... <laughs> but so, um, so this, build, uh, and this is like one last observation about this whole sequence is sort of like this builds up to like they take in their separate vehicles. Um, <laughs> Those separate vehicles being motorcycle and horse. Yeah, so the, the bad guy um, who, uh, oh, well, the sub side note uh, is. First of all, his um, go, going back to like sort of like the the racism of the villainy in this movie is his uh, his organization is called Crimson Jihad. Yeah, and his his call name or whatever is his uh, nickname. Nickname is Sand Spider. So yeah, it's like so it's like everything is everything. All the bad guy stuff is being pulled out of like a Republican dream journal. Like it's anytime you're using sand as an adjective for a negative terminology it's like go home think it out yeah like uh yeah sand spiders on a motorcycle yeah so he goes up to the the roof of this hotel and then he which also in this movie people who are trying to evade people keep going up to rooftops (laughs) you made that observation ever just like yeah (laughs) what do you think is up there that's not where you escape from it's like the movie was written by a house cat <laughs> so like, let's get up high and then see what our options are. <laughs> yeah, it'll be safer up there. Yeah. I bet. No, that is absolutely such like uh when the daughter does it in the final showdown, I was just like, that's everyone just keeps going up high. It's yeah. not it's not a good strategy. Uh, the ground is your friend in terms of figuring out more options. <laughs> that's where uh, you're going out. Yeah. So in this scene, uh the guy gets up on the roof of this Marriott and guns his motorcycle and then uh which is also a very fast and light object. I'm just going to put for emphasis here. And then he uh, shoots, shoots it across kind of like a four-lane road and then lands in a lower building with a pool. And he lands in the on pool. On the rooftop. Yeah. So Arnold Schwarzenegger sees this on a police horse and he's like, okay. We're sort of like, yeah, so Arnold is on a horse on, on a rooftop of a skyscraper in yeah, TC. And I think like watching this as a kid, my reaction is was probably what James Cameron wanted, which is sort of like, this guy will do anything. <laughs> To get his man. And my reaction as an adult was being like, he's like a fucking idiot. Like, just like, that's not. My reaction was like, this is like animal abuse. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's like, this is not a person that's sort of like, I'm worried for Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I'm worried for their daughter to get, like, uh, this is not a sane person. And It's like, how you couldn't possibly have ever expected the horse to make that jump. It's, I don't understand it, but, um. Yeah, so that was really, and like he, there's kind of like a what is intended to be a cute scene of him kind of reprimand, reprimanding the horse, being like, "What kind of cop are you?" Because the horse does not jump. It oh, stops oh yeah, thank God. Like, Which, yeah, yeah, I was so glad to so to see that. Happen. As much as I would have loved to see Arnold Schwarzenegger die <laughs> in that moment, like the horse would have been first, but um, so the horse. Ma- so the horse stops, and Arnold tumbles over the edge and is holding onto the reins, like yeah. dangling over the side of this skyscraper or whatever. Which it's like I'm trying to think of being like. I mean, maybe it's intentional. We're pointing out that the horse is smarter than Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> at this point. But like, uh, I mean, I think it's like a subtle line that's threaded through the whole movie is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is kind of an idiot, and yeah. that people are sort of accommodating for him, which is kind of how you need to 
use him. Which maybe ties back to, I'm not trying to make this too political, but <laughs> at one point, at one point, a bad guy is hanging from a missile on a fighter jet, and Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you're fired, and shoots him up. So it's like, this is maybe a... <laughs> An, this is a premonition. An early parable for the Trump. It's just like a big idiot who's in control because he's in control. Because he's large. So yeah, Everett's just kind of deferring to Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though he seems to be the person who knows the least and is the least in control of his own behavior. Yeah. And so this this latest screw-up um, is the thing that causes him to get in trouble with his wife and daughter. And so he, that's when he goes to the wife's work to try to make it up for Make mm-hmm. it up to her, and he accidentally overhears that she is sort of having maybe a fling with a another person. Yeah, we have a, we get a good An se- extramarital affair. <sighs> what? How dare she? What? Uh, <laughs> and um, so the, we get a good scene where he goes out like Arnold Schwarzenegger all at once walks in front of a bus, which I think is a good. Yeah, he's so stunned and bewildered by this revelation that he just walks into traffic. And yeah, to... yeah, and we get a good scene where um, Tom Arnold just immediately tries to is uh, elated. This is yeah, like, he's like, "Welcome to the club, buddy." Yeah, I, and I think that's just good. That's great texture. Like if you're writing a scene where it's sort of like, if there's a thing where someone is, of course, the saddest they've ever been, and it would like, make no sense to have their friend to be like, "Oh, are you okay?" You just have to be like, they have to be like. Yeah, he's like, welcome to the club, but he, he just tries being like, no, of course, what are you talking about? Like, he thinks it's like... Yeah, just immediately trying to be like, uh, well, you know, here's like a positive spin on it, or at least she's not doing this. Or... Yeah, and like, yeah, the, the vibe we've gotten from Tom Arnold so far, just by how we, his whole performance, that he is like extremely divorced. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he specifically mentions in like the first scene that he's been married three times, but he never had any kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um... That is, uh, that's a good scene. So, um, this starts the thing where it's like, there's kind of like... This, this is where, like, the real movie starts. Yeah. Where it's like, you could just fast forward up to 43 minutes into the movie if you... Yeah. I mean, I'm all for long first acts also, and I think it's fun to get to know the characters before, like, the actual plot starts. But, uh, this is really where it starts to get good. But absolutely, because it's sort of like the first, the first first act is we're getting an airsats spy beat, which is sort of like, we don't believe that we're getting an actual spy movie opening yeah we get the, the this movie is trying to establish that like i think nowadays this whole him assailing this this mansion it would be four minutes because the real interesting part you're right is when he is um so the the whole first thing is establishing that this um crimson jihad is a credible threat according to newt gingrich or whoever <laughs> um and then um and then the more interesting part is, like, we've established this threat, and then he starts diverting all of these kind of company resources into this in, uh, this yeah. investigation of his wife and this guy. So he immediately, like, starts ignoring the real investigation that they're supposed to be working on and, and just, like, bugs his phone and his wife's yeah. work phone and starts following her and starts, like, and, like, Tom Arnold is, like, uh, playing a good um, sort of a straight man in, in being like, you could get, this is a felony that you're doing this. Like, you could get fired yeah. for this. We're not allowed to do this. Just to, to make it clear to the audience that this isn't, like, a totally normal, cool thing yeah. that Arnold's doing. But he just diverts all these company resources into following and stalking and, um, you know, 
audio taping his wife to figure out how far this this affair has gone yeah absolutely and um so he follows um jamie lee curtis to his her date with this guy who ends up being bill paxton who does a great job oh he's great and also like, in my memory it was sam rockwell who oh I think, oh I yeah mean, would have done a very different different job of this but would have been super funny Oh, when we remake this with like Tom Holland and like uh, I don't, I don't know who else, but like uh, that that's exactly like the kind of like like kind of like character actor who still like has enough sexual charge to be like oh this is a credible threat like uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's great. Another good example of like or just uh, I don't know why I said another a good example of um, a coincidence that works is that when they're following her to this date. It's with Bill Paxton, and he is pretending to be a spy. Yeah. So it's like, that's a fun. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. Normally in storytelling, you don't want to use a coincidence because it works against cause and effect. So. Um, yeah, and it usually it usually feels too cute or too neat. Absolutely, you usually feel the author's hand, and so it's like, and I even feel that a little bit here, but I think it usually works when you're using it to get your character into trouble. So the fact that this is. Um, this is I feel I feel like it works as a further exacerbation of Schwarzenegger's rage, and I think it also works as like kind of a Schwarzenegger's been trying to do such a good job hiding his real identity that uh, like he's done such a good job that his wife is actually craving any sort of interesting absolutely a- or any sort of like high stakes actiony thing and so is is excited by this person who's saying he's a spy that's absolutely and i think yeah that's even more how the i think you've nailed even more how the coincidence works which is sort of like jamie lee curtis is so bored with him that she is looking for anything exciting so he's he's um seized on this really romantic narrative which the coincidence is it just happens to be the one that's real for Schwarzenegger which also makes sense because it's like he's able to seize on it because it's in all the newspapers because Schwarzenegger has bungled it so because he's so bad at his job he's just like blowing the roofs off of hotels <laughs> yeah, that yeah everyone is just like oh look a bunch of people got murdered in a bathroom the other day yeah absolutely he's just like wrecking police horses into the Smithsonian <laughs> like uh, it's just uh so yeah so he um Bill Pax is just like taking newspaper clippings and be like yeah that was really rough and i think it's good story in that we see this emotional dimension kind of unspool schwarzenegger more and more he he gets it more and more following them there's kind of like a um as bill paxton is dialing up his kind of uh oh seduction his seduction wait we should also talk with like he goes he figures that they figure out shortly after that bill paxton is not a spy but a used car thief uh, or, or used, used car <laughs> wow! Oh, He's wow! Stealing those cars right Used off the car streets. salesman, but wow, social satire. <laughs> Man, I just got it in my blood. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank God he's not a lawyer. You know, uh, these uh, these lawyers and these used car thieves. Uh, no, he's a used car salesman. So they're like, um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger goes on a test drive in like this little kind of like. Uh, they say they could, they keep it's seventeen hundred dollars though. Is that how much a Corvette costs? Because I can afford that. I was trying to figure out that same like I, like I saw the numbers but not the punctuation marks. And I was trying to figure yeah. So out wait, oh yeah, was it seventeen hundred or like twenty grand or like I don't know. But I was I, been, thought, I thought it was maybe seventeen thousand. I've never I've never had a driver's license, but I was trying to be like, should I get a Corvette? <laughs> like uh, I think that would pump me uh, bump me up a notch. But like um, <laughs> so talking uh, and we noticed this. Uh, this one tosses out there, and 
Oh, is it? Are, yeah. Just to, just to. Yeah, I mean, you take it. the lead because maybe it would sound better coming from you. I don't know. But. No, just to set it up. So, so Arnold is um, doing a test drive with this guy to kind of basically goad him into telling him everything that he knows, and uh, so the. Bill Paxton is just being like, oh, yeah, I use these cars all the time to get chicks. And, like, I have all these, like, stories that I tell them to get laid. And Arnold's like, oh, really? Who are you working on? What are you telling them? Essentially, you know, like, tell me every single thing that you're doing. Yeah. uh, So that he can hear about his wife. And so he's, so Bill Paxton starts talking about, like, oh, I've got this one girl. And starts talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife and uh, describes her in a, in many different ways, and one of the things that he says... Yeah, I mean, it, first he says, like, it, like, some, like, something gross and, like, juvenile, but it's sort of like, she's got, like, juicy boobs or whatever. Like, yeah. that's the first one. And then, like, you say the second one, because I don't feel like... <laughs> I don't feel like saying the second I one. I didn't even hear this when he first said it, but he goes, ass like a ten-year-old boy. Which is just which like... Which is like, <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, which, which part is, of that is the good part? Which is again, again, like, it's like, was, it's, Yikes. Like, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to be a spy, which is like, take a personal inventory and be like, what are you looking for? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's sort of like, that was super gross. And like, I don't know what to do with that. But it's sort of like, it's kind of like the the weird, like, the what I'm trying to point out with like the, the point of view of the movie kind of like when it's not in when it's not paying attention to itself, or like it's, it's doing... real scary real fast. Like yeah. It... When it's it's supposed to be like toss-off jokes, like, you know, regular jokes, like guys make. And then it's just like, oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is that and I think normal it's, for you? To be fair, I think like the movie is trying to be like, Bill Paxton's gross. Yeah, I mean, he's, but still, he's clearly supposed to be saying things that are gross, but it's like... But he's still. trying to be like... I think his, his point that the narrative is to be like, I am... This sort of like irrepressible heterosexual sex urge that is going to step in if you don't pay attention to your wife. Like that is like the whole thing that yeah. like so he being like she has an ass like a ten year old boy is sort of like, it's like and you're really into ten year old boys asses so that scans. It's just <laughs> so over the line weird where it makes me doubt the whole movie. Uh, the thing that uh, in the movie's defense, the thing that I I um, pointed out at the time was that back in the back in 1994, uh, women yeah, were I mean, although, have, women were supposed to have flat butts. That was what was cool. Back oh, then. that's true. Maybe I that mean, is still yeah. still upsetting. I still, still wouldn't be. Great, I wouldn't use. An I analogy. would. I would use any other comparison. <laughs> I'd just be like. Like an ass, like a folding chair or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Ass yeah. like a flat wall. I thought you were going to say, it's like, all those 10-year-old boys have grown up and now they're stacked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, go crazy. But, um, yeah, so that was a weird moment. That <laughs> so, was a weird moment. So Arnold continues his stalking of, of his wife and her new boyfriend um, until the they get to... Um, the the wife ends up going on like a date with him where yeah. he talks her into coming back to his like trailer that he lives in. So they're trailing her, and there's a, a he's in that same little Corvette, which is like a totally open route, like a there's no you know there's no roof to that car. A convertible? I don't think it's a convertible. I think it's a vertible. <laughs> it might be a convertible. Maybe a convertible with no roll bar. It's a convertible with no roll bar, <laughs> uh, according to my car expert. But um, 
so they're all following her. And at one point, while they're following her, like, they're all in vans and just following her around. But then at one point, they're on the highway in a, this convertible with no irritable. Um, <laughs> no visible <laughs> No, No visible irritable. Um, <laughs> a helicopter comes up and it just, like, hovers, like, 40 feet above the car. And they don't know that the people in the car do not notice it at all. We're sort of, like, living in New York when it's, like, a, a helicopter passes like a mile away you're just like oh my god what is happening i cancel plans to be like there's a helicopter like and i I just like we gotta watch how this develops i turn off the tv and i just like put on more clothes and i just go stand by the window and i look at the helicopter uh so it's like the effect they didn't notice it seems odd yeah essentially it's like uh arnold schwarzenegger is like compiling this covert ops team to converge on his wife to catch her in the act of cheating on him and yeah, the wife and the boyfriend, Bill Paxton, are completely unaware of mm-hmm. anything happening. Yeah. And I've totally been in breakups where it's like sort of like <laughs> the breakup drives me to do things where it's sort of like I absolutely should have been broken up with. Like, uh, I think Schwar- Schwarzenegger's hard in that zone here. So it's like he. Um, so uh, there's a good. Uh, Bill Paxton is, is kind of crushing it with his performance of this kind of like phony spy where he takes her to this um, clearly just his home. And he like he's like, well, my penthouse in New York is like too dangerous right now, yeah. so we have to come to this trailer. A great observation in the next cut. They cut to them pulling up to this trailer, kind of like this, um, uh, and then they go to them, kind of cheersing each other, and like you. Had a- oh yeah, and then they they go. To, uh, it cuts to them cheersing each other with like a glass of champagne, and they they show the clink of the champagne so that you can hear that it's plastic glasses hitting yeah, each other. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And I remember watching it as a kid and very and thinking very much that Bill Paxton was crushing it in his illusion. Yeah. Where it's sort I of like mean, he's pr- doing pretty great. Yeah. And, <laughs> watching it now, he's doing pretty great. And it was like a very a line that like did not I did not I thought was there for credibility as a child, but watching it as an adult, I realized it was a joke. Was um, he's like, yeah, we have a mission in Paris, and she's like, Paris. He goes with a stopover in London. Which is sort of like, yeah, so he's like, you bought a ticket. Like, it's like, it's like you know. Oh, you couldn't afford a direct? Yeah. It's just like, no, of course. It's just like, with a stopover in Atlanta. Like, you know, it's like, uh, I thought that was very, like, international and cool when I was younger. Now I realize he just bought a cheaper ticket. Uh, so that was funny. So they're in their trailer together. This is when um, Schwarzenegger really steps it up where they, like, do like a SWAT assault while they're in there, yeah. which is again being into like where he's just straight up traumatizing his wife. Yeah, which and Tom Arnold does do good like uh, comedic softening of this. He's kind of the thermometer to show that he thinks like, this is all crazy and he feels bad about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, this is illegal. The thing that you're doing right now, he's like, you can't do this to just stalk your wife. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the the Bill Paxton guy is like trying to seduce her by being like i have this mission to go to paris and i need you to come with me and pretend to be my wife but if you're gonna pretend to be my wife you have to be comfortable being like close oh, to yeah, me yeah. being intimate and so he starts like kissing her, or like getting close i don't know i don't know if they actually kiss but um to the point where she is like no stop it i'm not comfortable with this and then that's the point where um, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and all his SWAT team bust yeah. in and break the whole thing down and like catch them seemingly in the act. And this was like a point where it's like Jamie Lee Curtis is like uh, her performance is kind of like I feel like she's kind of like the surface tension of the movie the entire time and I like her performance is great the whole time but like when 
Paxton starts to really trying to physically engage with her. That's when I really started to notice how good her performance was. Yeah. Like, she really reacts, like, in a way that just makes you feel like there's emotional stakes to all of this. Absolutely. Like, she does a good job um, being, like, you know, she's, like, caught up in, like, the mystery. And, like, she kind of wants, she's, like, liking being needed and liking being caught up in this thing. But, like, when it, when it's, when he starts, like, actually putting the moves on her, she's like, I am not comfortable. And she, like... Yeah, and she like reacts in a way that you're very clear. Like she's not comfortable with this, and she doesn't want to do this, and she's kind of trying to go along because she kind of wants to go to Paris. But like, it's yeah, it's good. It's very yeah. realistic. She's great, and like, uh, so Schwarzenegger's swarm on this thing is ridiculous and like way too <laughs> aggressive. Like, there's one point where like Jamie Lee Curtis gets like hit on the back of the head with like a with rifle. A rifle? Just like which is like in, which would put someone in that like not to be like that guy would sort of like that would actually lay you up but like uh, that would be but yeah she gets hit pretty hard in the back of the head with a piece of metal yeah and the way the movie dresses is like Schwarzenegger's mad being like no and like, Schwarzenegger punches the guy yeah it's like I that. told you with assault weapons to pull my wife out of a trailer but I didn't tell you to but hit her careful. like careful everybody careful ridiculous <laughs> it's sort of like uh, it's it reminds me of like the, the advice I got about going to the the doctor which is like there's no such thing as a routine surgery and there's no such thing as a routine pulling your wife out of a trailer with SWAT gear you know it's like someone's gonna get hurt but uh, it kind of to be fair it kind of works with his character oh yeah he's an, like, idiot. he's an idiot you're like, yeah he's kind of a dumb spy he probably wouldn't have thought this through it kind of it kind of like holds surface tension yeah and then uh this tees up like what is one of i think my favorite scene in the movie which wouldn't have been my favorite scene when i was a kid which I probably the horse scene. I was a bit like, yeah, like, what is it going to be that horse, horse versus motorcycle? I've been wondering about this. But, um, but uh, there's a great scene where they have her in interrogation, and she just got kind of, there. It's kind of like Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger with voice modulation are interrogating her through one way glass, and um, it's very much their questions are very much fueled by Schwarzenegger's insecurity. But, um... Like, it clearly has nothing to do with, yeah. like, even, like, their pretend, like, espionage things. Yeah. It's just, like, did you sleep with this guy? Do you love your husband? Yeah. And then she, still believing Bill Paxton's BS, is thinking that she's caught up in kind of an espionage thing. So she's very scared and then very much just defending her choices as a person. And I think it's, like, just this... I think it's, like, the best part of this movie. It's really. What do you think about that scene? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really well acted in terms of like she's clearly like she's like terrified. She's in this thing that she didn't even really want to be in this situation in the first place. Now she's in she, as a result, is in a much 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 worse situation. They're telling her that they're gonna like arrest her and like take her away from her family mm-hmm. and like all these horrible things. Um, but it's sort of the time she's been kind of like a, um, a wallflower sort of. Yeah. up to this point in the movie and she really kind of like is like no fuck you guys you can't do this to me and starts getting really like self-actualized yeah and, and uh and yeah and she just has this great moment too where she she was being like why did i do all this like i i don't know i wanted to say that i did something on earth it's introducing arnold schwarzenegger to like he thought the point of the people in his life was to, to trick and to subdue them and, and he's like, re- and, and like uh like inoculate them from the thing that he did that would like keep them completely separated from that Um, and like didn't realize that like by doing that he was actually like yeah and what she's saying is like we're all people on earth 
we all want to be mixed up in it. We all want to do stuff that's significant, even if it's dangerous. And yeah. I, I thought it was a, a great moment. And I mean, I, I, I may be like getting, I, I might just be like projecting too much of my own feelings about life onto this very <laughs> it's do- quarantine goofy... day, like forty five. Yeah, us, absolutely. So. I, we would all just like to go outside. Like the, <laughs> the room they were keeping in, her in was bigger than our apartment. So like, <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, so maybe that's what I'm really into. But I thought it was a good moment. I think oh, th- that was just where I also noticed further that like Curtis's performance was like. It was, yeah. Just the tent pull of the movie. Absolutely. And it, it totally a thing where in the script of the movie, maybe it would just be like, wife says something to get out of it. But like her performance really grounds it in like a genuine character and a genuine yeah. moment and like makes you really feel like the awesome. yeah. emotional yeah. like, toll of the whole situation on her. So how they, how, how they end that is that they, they pretend to be like, well, you did a terrible thing, but we won't arrest you if you pretend to be a spy for us and do this spy mission for us. Mm-hmm. And so they, they send her... To, um, like, a hotel or whatever? Yeah. yeah which, uh, the, for lampshading, too, they point out, which has come up with a plot point, this is, like, a CIA-owned suite or whatever that they use for yeah. various stuff. So there's, like, go to this place, and they basically, again, when you're tricking your wife uh, to, to uh, fix your relationship, you make her think that she's going to be a sex worker. <laughs> yeah, which I point out, and my favorite part is, because uh, I really felt seen by this, where um, they tell her to go to this hotel suite and look sexy, and she's there to plant, like, a bug, but this is all made up in, like, the Tom Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger revenge plot. They tell her to dress sexy, and then it's, like, a cut to her showing up at this hotel in, like, the poofiest dress you could ever imagine. Which I is, like, if I were a woman, someone was, like, you better dress sexy. I'd be like, give me the poofiest goddamn dress. Cause like, uh, no, I love this. I love the beat of like, cause you know, it's like when like the cool people invite you to a cool thing and they're like, dress cool. And you're like, okay. So you have felt taken by that too. It's like, yeah, absolutely. And you're like, I think this is, this is cool. Yeah. And then like Jamie Lee Curtis does as you're on your way up to that, you catch sight of yourself in a mirror and are just like, Oh no! Oh yeah. no! That, what did I do? This is too, yeah. This another is moment right that feels all. like really um, again like uh, well observed. Like for I mean the yeah. gender politics are not great in this movie, but like there's some well observed stuff here. Which like it's she one moment, yeah, just tears off all the poofs on her dress. Yeah, uh, where she she just catches sight of herself in a mirror and is like. I look like an idiot and rips all the poofs off her dress and slicks her hair back. Yeah, she takes water out of a vase and, like, very improvises. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, of course, it works out perfectly that her dress her dress yeah. is perfectly suitable to be torn. Which I'm not a music guy, but she ends up looking like whoever, like, the Simply Unbelievable. What's that song? Uh, simply, uh, simply... Simply Irresistible. Simply Irresistible. <laughs> simply, no, Simply Unbelievable. No, no. <laughs> Uh, she ends up looking like one of the young ladies in the Simply Irresistible music video from... Because you have seen every music video of every song. I've seen no music videos of any song. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but I... Yeah. Yeah, no, she ends up looking like that. Uh, And so... um, Yeah, but you're right. It works. Um, (laughs) Which is sort of like... It ends up being like the sort of... Yeah, I just love that scene. It sort of ends up being like the high stakes espionage sex worker equivalent of taking your glasses off. And suddenly you're, yeah. you're not a librarian. Uh, but also, it's kind of true for her. <laughs> it's like she, her dress was so poofy before. What was she thinking? 
It was too poofy. But no, but that's what I mean. It was like, I would be like, oh, it's like, oh, I should look sexy. I should put on more, like, fancier stuff. I would, like, show up in, like, an, like an Apollo-era astronaut costume and just be like, here I am. This, this was is, really expensive for you guys. This is as sexy as it gets. But, um, so she goes in. Oh, and we, we forgot. So it's like, so, um, they kind of, uh, cut away to, like, a French actor recording lines for... Arnold Schwarzenegger. So the idea is that he is sitting in shadows and with a with kind of a tape recorder, which is like um, a, a level of hijinks that would only work in this movie or Home Alone one and two. Uh, uh, we were in the nineties, to be fair. Yeah. So um, he's a French guy record like telling her was they tell her because she's not like again calibrating it for who she is and her character. She's not willing to have sex with this guy, but they tell her like he just likes to watch or whatever. So he gives her instructions to, like, do stuff. Um, yeah, so she goes to up to the hotel room, and there's this guy sitting in shadows, and he's telling her via this um, tape recorder that, yeah. you know, we can see that she can't, that she's he's telling her to, like, unzip her dress and, like, dance sexy yeah. and things so, like that. And it's like she unzips her dress, but then she starts to do it like, you know, you know when you're unzipping your dress, and then you start to do it like a dork. <laughs> Which yes, she says, yes I do. <laughs> no, I me too. Uh, and then uh, and then the guy the guy on the tape goes no, do it slowly. Like uh, it's just very no, no. Keep going though because he goes do it slowly, dulcimo, dulcimo. Which and the whole thing was that he was supposed to be like a French French guy, actor. yeah. But then we would be like that's like Italian. That's, like it's not French. French for slowly is lentement. Yeah, which, to be fair, is not a sexy word. Yeah, so it's like so it's like that. It was like very like. Uh, very weird. And this is, I had a, I told you I had a story about this scene that might be inappropriate for the podcast or life. Um, and then you were like, save it for the podcast for sure. <laughs> so I liked this movie a lot when I was a kid. I had a VHS copy of it, which was um, fun because you could watch True Lies whenever you wanted. Sure. Yeah. Which was quick... before streaming, you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like if you had a VCR and a bunch of VHS tapes, you were, that was as good as it could get. <laughs> so, so, um, I had a friend over. So it's like, there's a, a, a very, like we were talking about. like we do go on. Yeah, no, I had a friend over. I was like, True Lies, this is a great, this is a fun movie. And I was I was thinking more sort of like, Tom Arnold has really redeemed himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, he makes a lot of good jokes. Yeah, this is an action thriller. And um, and Jamie Lee Curtis, she does like a, a strip dance, which is like, it's a, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I <laughs> When you're a child. Yeah, no, it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a, she's a sexy person, you know, she's doing a, a sexy person. Keep going, keep going. So, no, I so anyway, so I was this movie, I'm enjoying myself being like, uh, you know, I, I didn't think True Lines could take, drag me back to the well, but here I am at the well of pleasure and look, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> My friend just starts openly masturbating to what? the Jamie Lee Curtis scene. Wait, like next to you? In the room, like we I'm were like, under, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out of the like the splash zone, but like, oh, uh, that's not that's not cool. Is that cool? Is no, that, no, no, that's is not that what boys do. That's not cool. That no, seems uncool. No, that's not cool. Yeah, so I mean, this might not be where the podcast is, but like, uh, but no, I remember being just like, sort of like, oh, and like, uh, <laughs> and, but like, it was sort of like, um, there, there was a moment too where it's sort of like he didn't quite. 
he maybe thought that scene was going to be longer or whatever. Oh, no. You didn't time it right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's sort of like, I didn't say anything because I'm just like me. You know? Sure. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. Just sort of like. this. that never happened. I was like, this could happen and we'll go to bed. And then just sort of like, I'll just kind of avoid him from here on out. <laughs> and he was sort of like, rewind it. Oh, <laughs> Dude. And I was like, you know, I was like, no, I was like, I was like pretending like, uh, good yeah, that. I did the thing whenever anyone offers me hard drugs, I'm sort of like, <laughs> yeah, I pretend to kind of like not understand. Yeah, but like, I, I had some yeah. of the way over. Yeah, I was just like, I'm, I'm just good. So cool. I was just sort of, but I was like, wait, this next part is good. This is where like, uh, anyways. So well, weirdly, uh, I was like, I was like, why does this movie make me kind of feel funny? I was oh, like, oh no. yeah, no, that was like, that was a weird that, thing. Yeah, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's no, terrible. but uh, I, I think it's fun. That Louis King. Yeah, I got Louis King. So I was like, yeah, I would, I maybe stop if that was like, it's not pleasant. If he would like it, yeah, if he was my boss, that would have been worse for sure. <laughs> or if I was a coworker, but um, that was gross and weird. But um, speaking of gross and weird. The scene was gross and weird. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a um, <laughs> to jump back from that amazing anecdote. It's kind of a you know her coming into her own kind of a scene is is sort of sort of the point of it is where she's nervous and shy and awkward and she starts when he's like take your dress up and dance. She dances like anyone would do, which is super awkward yeah. and nervous. But then she, like, kind of gets into it and finds herself and, like, is, like, super cool and, like, dancing all sexy. Yeah. And, like, so it's, it's supposed to be, like, her, like, kind of taking control and being cool. But then it goes so well, I guess, that Arnold Schwarzenegger is, like, the fun next part of this for my wife would be I'm going to ask her to lie down on the bed and close her eyes and then I'm going to get on top of her. And she's going to think. Yeah. You're about to have sex against your will. How this is really tapping into your joie de vie. And he he tries to, like, uh, make it seem cool because he he has, like, a rose and he's putting it on her face. But it's like, she doesn't know that that's you she thinks yeah. that's, that's some random person which is like i met like i'm like maybe like i uh the, i was able to step out of the male gaze but because i had my friend my sixth grade friend like jacking off next to me and being like i'm like oh yeah no rose on my face this is nice, this is nice. <laughs> we're all having fun well, here. this is fun but yeah uh but to jamie lee curtis's credit and her character's credit that she just like takes the rotary phone and clocks Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, and she reacts as like any human would react, which is like this is terrifying and awful and not what I signed up for. I'm going to try to attack you. But also in a way where it's like kind of outside this movie's bandwidth of like acknowledging that like if you ever did this to a person, you would never there's no apology. Yeah, like the the idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger thought this would be like the cute way to reveal to his wife that he was a spy. Yeah. Seems insane. Like, how would you ever, like, be like, surprise, it's actually me. Yeah. And I, and I don't actually, having watched this movie a dozen times, like, I don't know how these plots go together, but this is the point where she... Yeah, Deus Ex Machina style. Yeah, she beats she beats the hell out of Schwarzenegger with this phone, which is weirdly satisfying, just after everything we've seen him do. But then, like, the real bad guys burst into this room, which, like, I understand kind of in that, like, they established this room is like a CIA 
space or whatever. And the bad guys have been, like, tailing them or something. Yeah. So I don't really know why it happens in this moment or whatever, but... but conveniently. Yeah, but it's kind of funny in that um, Jamie Lee Curtis thinks that she's the spy and her husband is just an innocent who got yeah. roped into it. so they're uh, both being like, no, 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 I'm the one you want. Let the, let the other person go. Which is yeah. delightful. Always a, a hilarious comedy of errors type situation. Yeah. And so they, um, they take them to this sort of like remote island uh we find out later it's in the florida keys um uh, uh, the uh, very evil sand spider or whoever is uh <laughs> reveals that he has a nuclear weapon and, yeah several nuclear weapons yeah and so um jb lee curtis is still convinced that Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is just a, a dude and um but then uh, Sand Spider knows who he is, and he's just like, I want you to confirm on videotape that this is actually a nuclear weapon, and like that. Yeah, so they're videotaping this whole thing where, like, it's going to be his threatening video where he's like, I am this terrible person, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm capable of, and, like, you have to, I don't even know if he has demands, but he's... No, and, like, he have demands? I, don't, I don't know. I think he actually does a really good job of, like, um criticizing um like american foreign policy in the middle east like he they play it for for laughs but he doesn't say anything that isn't true like he's just like sort of like this is terrible you kill women and children so that that comes after like there there is a good moment where um arnold schwarzenegger is playing it dumb he's being like oh this he's like tell me what this is and they show him a bomb and he's like this is like a espresso machine or whatever um but there's a moment where they threaten Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger says, like, he gives very specific details on what kind of bomb this is, and we see, like, kind of like a single tear roll down Jamie Lee Curtis' face, but it's a good performance. Like, from her, it comes up really affecting. That is great. And then he tags it with, what can I say, honey? I'm a spy. <laughs> I forgot that. I think I trimmed that out. Like, uh, I mean, it would be amazing if he just gave the, the specs of this, of this nuclear warhead and then the single tear rolled down her face, but then... Yeah, no, yeah. He goes, "What can I say, honey? I'm a spy." And then she just clocks him. Yeah, which is great. No, and the, starts screaming at him to be like, "You've lied to me for all these years." The thing about Schwarzenegger, it's it's like the Beethoven dog is in twelve movies. Like you know, <laughs> sort of like you have to be like, you know, it was a good. It was actually kind of good. Like <laughs> you know, exactly. Like it was surprisingly. Good. He was sweet. He was. Like, I don't know how they got him to stand up for two hours, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He said all his lines. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, no, I I I think I just sort of like out of my own like self interest edited. <laughs> I'm a spy, honey. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know if we're getting too granular in the plot, but uh, yeah, no, this is just the part basically where it's like everyone knows everything. Mm-hmm. So like she finds out they're they're locked in. I think I think maybe the next scene is they're locked in a room together to get tortured to death by the bad guys. Yeah, and um, they instead of torturing them to death, just inject Arnold Schwarzenegger with. True serum. serum. Yeah. And then leave him alone, because uh, that's what bad guys do to their hostages. And um, so Jamie Lee Curtis just asks him all of these questions, and, you know, all, everything comes out, da 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 But then Arnold Schwarzenegger picks his handcuffs and murders everyone and escapes, and there's a big shootout mm-hmm. and a lot of explosions. Yeah, and the, it's kind of like they, uh classic thing of, like, the bad guys think that Schwarzenegger's dead, they capture Jamie Lee Curtis, um... Who I think kind of thinks that he's dead too. Um, yeah, because he like he, he like gets exploded and we can't see, but yeah. he jumps into a, a 
ocean or something. Yeah. And so it's fine. And it was another really, like, just kind of, like, not very creative, but very intricately shown set piece, whereas sort of, like, this movie could be 90 minutes, and they're making it two hours. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's... Uh, There's, like, that one shot where, where she she's... Jamie Lee Curtis is, is trying to shoot a machine gun or something. Um, some, some type of... An Uzi? Automatic, yeah, like an Uzi. And, um drops it and then they're just like the the uzi falls down tumbles down a staircase shooting as it tumbles down and it's gotta be like 10 cuts back and forth to the shots fired to the uzi to the shots yeah. fired to the uzi to the well, shots it's fired kind of like uzi. i don't know if it's a thing where it's sort of like where maybe they were building that bit from the ground up and now just i as an action fan would know that compressed to 10 seconds right like it's been that was maybe the first time that had been done and now we're more used to it but it felt interminably long oh it felt like a whole like the time you would spend to watch a whole show <laughs> was us watching jamie lee curtis drop the Susie down a flight really, of stairs. we get it yeah. we get it we get it yeah gonna, they're gonna get shot and she's gonna be fine absolutely where it's like uh there was one again just, uh curtis's performance carrying everything it was the cut back to her after all this this sort of like long to do of the Uzi dropping up. She just kind of gives like a shrug and a thumbs up, and uh, it's <laughs> that like that. Good. Yeah, that I like freeze frame on that for the thirty seconds. You know, yeah, like that, that's that was great. That's yeah. a shot. So from there, like uh, Curtis is captured. Schwarzenegger's with his CIA buddies or whoever the um, and they know that nukes are in play. And uh, oh yeah, we learned that they're in the floor of the keys, and so they're planning on just driving the nukes up to yeah. the regular America or something. Yeah. There was something of like, oh my god, they're geniuses. They won't have to go through customs this way. But sort of like still to get the keys still out. Still to get it to the keys. Yeah. To the first place. Anyway. It's honestly, it's, yeah. But it like. Doesn't matter. But yeah, I like, I, don't, I picked this up too. Like uh, Schwarzenegger's code for the, there's nukes in place. Like, the, like this is Bright Boy. Like yeah, he said that, and I was like, "Bright boy, that yeah. can't possibly be the words they're saying." Yeah, are like our like our <laughs> nuclear weapons like an indie band in the early two thousands, <laughs> like trying to get their name out. This is yeah. sort of like this is a bright boy. Situation. Operation Bright Boy. Yeah, yeah, Bright Boy for cutie, Bright Boy for cutie, and uh, so um, everyone's kind of they're all in gear, um, and uh, there's a yeah, so it's like. T. Carrera is with Jamie Lee Curtis in a limo driving across the giant bridge and, um... There's this gigantic bridge that yeah. apparently connects the Florida Keys to the state of Florida. Which we were kind of, like, marveling even more than the thriller plot that there's just all these huge... Like, there's more than one like huge, miles, long bridge. miles and miles long. It seemed improbable. It seemed like a feat of structural engineering. I refuse to believe that there is a, a more value in building a bridge to these islands than just buying everyone a helicopter. Like, every everyone being like, if you grew up in, like, Lansing, Michigan, just being like, here's a helicopter in case you want to go to the Keys. Like, uh, I, I think that it would have worked just out. It's the most improbable-looking yeah. bridge in the world. No, but people are scared of socialism as a word, you know? Like, so they won't give people helicopters. Uh, but, um, yeah, so they're on these long bridges. There's one where it's like, they're very clearly going to kill Jamie Lee Curtis and Tia Carrera's, like, in... Um, a limo and she's just, like pouring herself champagne and she's just like kind of mockingly says to like Jamie Lee Curtis like do you want one and just like well yeah I'm gonna be murdered I want champagne like of course I, I would like, like all the champagne that yeah, you have like, yeah absolutely if you have like an extra bottle I'll just work on that if you'd but, like tequila I'll go straight to yeah, tequila yeah let's get some Tito's and I'll just work on that while you think about <laughs> killing me but um 
So then there's... Um, yeah, basically Tia Carrera is like the sub-bad guy. The Sand Spiders are head bad guy, and yeah. she's the second in command for whatever reason. Absolutely. So it's like, there's a big action set piece on the bridge. It's a little confusing. Yeah, the con- I mean, the, the basic setup is there's a super long bridge, and there's a bunch of people going across it, and then the good guys are in helicopters fighting them, and so the bridge gets exploded and then they have to rescue Jamie Lee Curtis out of one of the cars before it goes over the edge. Yeah. But watching it as an adult, it was like like uh like Tom Arnold's team and Arnold Schwarzenegger's team is the one who shot the bridge out. So like don't shoot the bridge yeah, out. Why did you do that in the first yeah, place? You caused this whole problem. To get the one this one kind of UPS truck style truck off this bridge, they blow up like 30 feet of bridge in front of it and, and behind that, it. Yeah. That couldn't have been the truck carrying the nuclear warheads or they wouldn't have just oh, you're right. blown it up. Where are the nukes? I don't even know where the nukes are. So I'm, it's like, why, why are they like, there's like yeah. dangerous things happening. Let's just blow a bunch of stuff up just in case. Yeah. And like also another point we were saying like with um, espionage where it's sort of like if you blow up this <laughs> giant bridge, like they blow up like 90 feet of bridge. Feet of engineering. <laughs> which is like espionage. It's supposed to be like maybe a little more subtle than that. Like that would be like. Yeah, it's like a guy's found dead in his hotel room and no one knows why. Yeah, like we are in the middle of a global pandemic and we're just sort of like that would be on every newspaper. Yeah, for like a month. even yeah. now. Like yeah. that would be huge. Like it's just the middle of the day. There's like 17 helicopters shooting explosives at things. Crazy. So like, but that sets up our famous like, kind of like the seed you remember. This is kind of like the E.T. finger moon uh, moment <laughs> of um, maybe combine two moments from E.T. for a, 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 where he um, from a helicopter lifts Jamie Lee Curtis out of a limo. Yeah. Before the bridge is out. I do. I do think that they did a good job of making that look as hard as it would be in real life to grab mm-hmm. someone's hand from with you're in a helicopter and they're in a limo. Like they take them a, a lot of tries to get that right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so he rescues her. Then we find out that this is a very short-lived vic- uh, victory. Because this feels like the final boss battle, yeah. this whole scene. Tom Arnold gives the news to Schwarzenegger that um, their daughter, Eliza Dushku, has been uh, kidnapped. Kidnapped by the big bad guy. Big bad guy. He's like, I'm so sorry. So he is, he gets climbs right away into a fighter jet. So then we go to somewhere else. I don't know. It's m- downtown Miami. So he's in Miami, and um, so my favorite part is like he is in like a high ta- like a high tower, a skyscraper. <laughs> a what? A what people refer to as high towers. <laughs> a scraper of skies, and uh, he is in a tent standoff, and like when we say he, we're talking about the big bad guy. The big bad guy, but um, so anyway, so he's in this terrorist standoff where he is kind of like um, has a nuclear weapon at the top of this building, and his his um, his henchman. Or there's a SWAT team in the stairway, and they're just, like, spraying gunfire down the stairway. This is a great moment where the, um, uh, the, um, the SWAT team just shouts up, Hey, hold your fire! <laughs> I know! And I was just like, as, as... Like, to the bat, like, the SWAT team is saying that to the terrorists. You know, it's, yeah. You can't just say that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I just was so, like, repul- I, I just immediately took on the terrorists, and I was like, No! You know what? <laughs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what? The whole thing is we're going to be up here and we're going to shoot at you if you come <laughs> up here. So then they send up one of, uh, they send up a news crew to kind of capture their demands. And it's like one of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's guys is one of the news crew people. Yeah. And so that ends up being like a, um, 
a standoff where Lazadushku, um, the the guy distracts him to the point where Lazadushku grab the key to the nuclear weapon, and there's and then again your point your observation. She goes up. Goes up. She goes up to the roof. She's just immediately goes up. Fourteen during this. They they mentioned that earlier in the script. She's supposed to be fourteen. She grabs the key to a nuclear weapon and then just climbs up onto the roof and that was my point. Goes out onto like a. Uh, like a what are those called? Like a crane. Crane, yeah. That's like which I made this observation to you. It's sort of like I totally appreciate you being a, like a team player with America. Don't blow up America. I'm on that team. Do not blow up America. <laughs> but like, if there's a nuclear miss- missile, it's like don't. It's bomb, like stay far away from. Don't touch it. Stay far away from that. If someone puts a key in it, don't take the key out. If, you don't know. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. Taking the key out could set it off. Let's not touch it. Let's not touch it. If it was me, I'd, yeah. say, I'd say no. Absolutely. I'd say don't touch it. You see the terrorists touching it? I'm not going to touch it. I don't care if I, it might. It's a good touch, bad touch. I don't know. I, I didn't take that class. Um, which we should all go to the Red Cross, take a class, and be like, how to touch a bomb. But anyway, so she touches it in a good way, which good for her. But I mean, she I mean, she takes the key out. She takes the key out. And she, she doesn't kill us all. Um, and good for her. But that was... Uh, she flipped a coin that was like, who elected her that day, you know? She's 14. She, she can't have that kind of power. That's true. She shouldn't have put that on herself. <laughs> so she gets this key. She comes out of the scaffolding. The terrorist follows her right out there because he doesn't care. He's yeah, like, he's yeah, he's just like, 14-year-old girl, that's where I'm right. That's where I'm all about. And they get a standoff where he's sort of like, I'm not going to hurt you if you just give me this key. And I'm just doing the calculus. And you're going to shoot her immediately if she gives you that key. And she Also, I mean, not to be... Not to be- a terrible person, but like shoot her and then go down to the ground and get the key yeah. out of the remains. I don't know if there's water or whatever. No, what no, it? they're just they're just over a street. Yeah, it's that... like it wouldn't hurt his goal to shoot her. Absolutely, yeah. That, but that's like, a, what yeah. if because she's she's she goes like, you can't shoot me or else the key will fall. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. There's elevators in this building. Absolutely. I could just go down there. Or it's like I'm pretty downstairs. sure I could just like shoot at this atom bomb until it goes off but um uh so Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up under the crane he's got a plane he's in a little plane he's like jump in which is sort of like (laughs) under the best of circumstances like a I don't know uh yeah he's in a plane she's dangling from a crane that's like out of us coming out of a 30 70 shot I think in terms of like jumping 10 feet down into a fighter jet from a crane yeah there's no good there's no good landing spot on that fighter jet yeah so that ends up being a big set piece of like there's a a lot to do with like her hanging on the front of front of the fighter jet and the bad guy just like bad guy like shoots down and breaks the window like the front window of the jet and then she's hanging on and then he falls down and then there's a gun that falls down and he picks up the gun and then for those and that's where he ends up falling very inconveniently for him and this is a one in a million (laughs) shot he's got to be the last one minute of his life he's got to be thinking about this he falls in such a way that his he has like a strap on him or whatever that he is hanging from a missile, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got like a like a gun strapped around his shoulder, and then he falls off the plane, and the shoulder strap hangs onto a missile that yeah. is on the plane. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger. I assume that this was improvised, and that he's <laughs> just kind of like you know, just with the cool, dry wit of a of a, a Schwarzenegger type, um, says you're fired, and shoots the missile, and the missile and the bad guy go careening. Through an office building and then hit into a 
helicopter that the bad guys are flying. Which and you, does. you point out that there's no way he could have known that. It was yeah. a one in a million chance to fly, like, through just perfectly the holes in the skyscraper. Like, yeah. he was just shooting into a skyscraper where random innocent people were. Which, now that I think about it, and, like, I kind of, like, revisit that mind image, which, thank you. Um, <laughs> the the missile, the, the missile that's firing this human being... Um, <laughs> Through a, a community organizer, I'm just going to call him. Uh, <laughs> through this building, has already been clearly gutted with gunfire. So it's not that he hasn't killed these people; it's just like he didn't kill them with that. Like we're right, we're like even if the floors were currently empty, they were currently empty because he had previously shot them all to death. Accidentally fired through them. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then um, and again espionage. You're not supposed to destroy multiple skyscrapers in in a large city. It's like lots of people would see that. Absolutely. So then the missile with the bad guy in it, it just happens to fly through this hollowed out office building and shoot. It lands in a helicopter filled with other terrorists. Yeah. Um. So that's a that's as close to a, a social justice bow that you're gonna get from James Cameron. <laughs> like, uh, so that happens. Um. So then we're in the home stretch. Um, it's pretty much done. Um, yeah, that's I mean, that's the meat, meat of the movie. You get you get a little oh the controversial moment the 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 beat after of them all being more fully engaged and in, in love with each other. Yes, they cut back to their home. Like the very next scene to show like oh now they're a happy family before they were an unhappy family but now they're great. They go, they just kind of do like a. I, I'm picturing, I don't know how they actually did this, but I'm picturing this as kind of like a crane zoom into their it's dining room. Like through a window. Yeah. Like, starts outside the house, goes through the window. Where they are all thumb wrestling each other, there's three people in this family, they're all doing it at the same time. Where it's, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger is thumb wrestling at the same time, both his wife and his daughter. Yeah, and they're all screaming and thumb wrestling each other at the same time, but it's sort of like... Like get a deck of cards, you guys. Yeah, get a deck of cards or get, get a board game, but also, like, if you're going to thumb wrestle... Do it one at a time and do a tourney. Like, don't do it. Like, that's crazy. That's like, uh, I don't know, kind of weird thumb wrestling bacchanal, but I found it all much more <laughs> upsetting. Very unseemly. Oh, it was like eyes wide shut to me, like watching these people play <laughs> thumb wrestling three at a time. Uh, that was crazy to me. Um, and so then we have a tag where, I mean, this doesn't really make sense. I mean, thematically it makes sense, but then after that, we see him going on a job with Jamie Lee Curtis as his. Buddy. Like, she's a spy now, too, and they're spy buddies. Because you know how the intelligence community works. It's sort of like, yeah, no, I caught feelings, so... Um, just just bring whoever you want. So my wife is now also an asset, and they're just like, oh, yeah, no, sure, we're not going to kill you all, uh, for sure. We're just like, for sure, just tango. Um, also, a lot of rewatching these for the podcast, a lot of these movie titles are not good. Like, True Lies, that's a dumb... That's a dumb title, right? I think True Lies is the perfect title for this movie because it's it's kind of dumb, inherently stupid. Yeah, it just it's just like by its nature, it's stupid. But it's also it's like does that kind of a thing where it's like it feels even though it's just dumb, it feels like it's trying to say something or trying to do something clever. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's sort of like... And especially, and I, I just mean because this is also a very cheesy, very yeah. kind of in, innately dumb movie that is just happens to be really good. Like, this is a vibe like, I get from it, though, when this is good or bad, who knows. This is a vibe I get from it, though, that the movie is reaching. 
with the title. Like, mm. like. Well, I have a question for you as, as a, a kind of wrap-up question. What would you title this movie? If you had written this movie, what would oh, you title it? Oh, yeah. No, 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 that's good. I'd probably, I don't know. Feel free to think about it for a while. Oh, yeah, we can true. Cut around. Yeah. I'm worried that I would have made it just like a marriage pun. <laughs> uh, I like that's my deepest fear about yeah, myself. Like for better or for Yeah. Blurs. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. I already done that, yeah. Uh, like yeah, that. absolutely. Like uh like uh or like um no, yeah, I probably would like like a rhyme or something, but um it's not even good in sickness and in stealth oh my god yes no no yeah (laughs) absolutely no that's that's exactly what i've done (laughs) that's so in sickness and in stealth that would have been amazing that's so much better because i think that's sort of like that and that's what i mean by the reach where it's sort of like True Lies kind of thinks it's maybe like terms of endearment or like dangerous it's like liaisons. Saying something about yeah. the world where in, it's not in at sickness all. and in stealth is <laughs> sort of like, hey, look, you have money in your pockets. We got Jamie Lee Curtis doing a striptease. It's marriage. It's spies. Yeah. It's come on in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I am so glad to be your partner in every single way. Because I would, if if I have the screenplay sitting on my computer, I'd be like, in Sickness and Stealth. By Julian but it's not, I mean, it sounds like such a much worse movie. It's true. I mean, maybe, like a much cheesier movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, you're right. I don't, I think people, I don't know if people would have gone for it. But. I think maybe it's like True Lies directed by James Cameron. You're like, uh-huh. oh, let me tune in. Yeah. But it's really just, just a silly, a silly dumb. None of the lies are true. Yeah, it's not. But the the truth truth is that constant, like Jamie the Curtis is like the driving force of like these lies are like which hey everybody read Eric Fromm's Escape from Freedom unlived life <laughs> is the root of all social li- ills and Jamie the Curtis's performance sells that like you're right that's like, absolutely it's like her it's like, unlived life just the whole thing. none of these lies are accessing, you know what I mean? Like, the lines are absolutely a, a flimsy bulwark against the truth. So it's like, I don't think that there's anything clever about the title. I think it's just sort of like, I, I think you're right, though, and that as much as I love Insignis and Stealth, I don't think people would watch it. In 2006, though, I think that that, that would have been the only possible title. <laughs> Wait, I have another question for you, unless you have an answer for the earlier ones. No, no, no. Um, so, uh, my other question for you is, I was going to ask you, what do you think is the most memorable scene that stands out as, like, when you think True Lies, what scene pops up in your head? That's a great question. Um, I think pop culture-wise, it would be Jamie Lee Curtis coming out of the, you know, the helicopter thing. That's not necessarily what I think like, of when I yeah, think getting, of True Lies. Getting, yeah, getting, uh... Well, I'm trying to think back of, like, before I watched it today, what was the thing that I thought of when I thought of True Lies? Yeah. Uh, um... And it like I think for for me when I was remembering True Lies, I remembered I thought the I thought the movie started at the scene where she was going out on the date with Bill Paxton, where Bill Paxton got found out and peed his pants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it ended at the scene where she was getting lifted out of the, out of the limo from the helicopter. Yeah. Um, so I think both of those kind of as bookends. Yeah, I think I definitely remembered 
just because that was probably like a pre-adolescent or uh yeah no pre-adolescent when i was watching it the the striptease scene of him with the um tape recorder i remember that very very much just to the point where like when they show the french guy recording the the thing i was sort of like oh that's that voice from that from that scene like uh and maybe again maybe i was just traumatized while watching that scene but like it was um it's kind of it was very um you know, you look to the culture to kind of give you instructions, and that was a weird scene to get instructions that, yeah, from. Yeah, that was very... It was certainly giving instructions in, in a way. Yeah, so, like... But anyway, so I think that that has stuck out to me the most, because I've thought about it the most, because, like, you know, guys are gross, and I'm trying to be less gross, but... um, uh, But no, I've thought about that a lot, because it was a striking scene in that sense of, like, unpacking that narrative. Yeah. No, so, yeah, that's a scene that really stands out. Yeah. It's like, I think for me, honestly, which is like, let's unpack this, but I think for me, it's honestly the scene where um, Bill Paxton pees his pants at the beginning. I remember when, that too, When yeah. they're threatening him. Like, um, that was the thing, that was the part that I always what remember. Did you, what was your reaction to that? I think, um, it's like, I think just the comedy of it, like that it was played for laughs. Where it's actually horrifying? Is it, is that your, uh... I don't even... I'm not even sure. I, it's like, I think it... Or, or were you just sorry that that was funny because he beat his pants? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I and, and re rewatching it also, like, to... I, I'm I am happy for James Cameron that they didn't do the thing that every other movie does, where when someone pees their pants, they then pan down and show a shot of... That's good, yeah. ...pee on the floor. Like, they didn't do, they didn't do that for either, either scene, which is is better. Um, but I think I think I just like the juxtaposition of the the fake the person who's pretending to be a spy getting caught out by the people who yeah. really are spies and and being so overwhelmed by even the inventory of that world um, that they would panic to such an extent. So it's like I think it I think just the I think just the inherent comedy uh, comedy of of the premise, but I think the the reason why it probably stuck with me is because I was probably uncomfortable with that. Yeah. With that specific, what they did to that character specifically. Yeah, it was sort of like I I think it it maybe like for me also made it weird with like what they're doing to like his wife too is not that much better. Like uh, in terms of how they're treating both of them. It makes me realize, like, oh, they're both, like, this is a crazy profession. Yeah, and they're being, like, crazy bullies yeah. and terrible. And also, it was sort of, like, another thing, too, about Bill Paxton's speech there, where he's sort of, like, he literally says, like, I've got a tiny dick. It's pathetic. Like, it's, like, it felt yeah, like Yeah, well, it's, like, come on. It's, like, what no one no one who's begging for their life would be that, that. That, to me, it's sort of, like, this person would not genuinely feel that while they're looking at their life. That is someone who is sort of being like, I like big men, this is a tiny man. And this is what a tiny man is. And when you strip him down, pour, like dangle him over a, a dam and point a gun to his head, this is what he is. Whereas, like, no one thinks their penis is tiny. <laughs> Everyone is just like, that's just my this little... This is regular. That's just my little buddy. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's about peace, sometimes it's about love. And like... <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is all sounding like I have a tiny penis. I'm realizing, <laughs> but um, but no. But what I'm saying is like that's just not well observed. Like, it just comes. That's where it's like it, it turns into this broy thing of being yeah. like, like it's so 
bullying in its in its success yeah. i guess like the like the people who are winning that scene are so bullying and they're winning at the scene that it made me empathize with the bad guy absolutely no that's exactly and it, made me, it made me like made that scene really resonate with me because i was like that's terrible yeah it's like it's that's exactly it where it's sort of like if you're bullying someone and they start screaming out i have a tiny penis it's like it's like you've gone too far you like, need to now apologize for your behavior. You need to take a long look in the mirror. It's like you, you have a, a, a tiny penis of the soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. So that, that I totally remember that. There's also a moment, like, I, I don't know why this really struck me. I think it's actually a really good depiction of casual violence in a way that actually makes it really unsettling in a movie. This, this But they're like, um, he doesn't believe that they're going to let him go. And they just—they're just—they've lost interest in him. They're—they're they're walking back to their their van, and Tom Arnold just fires three shots at the oh, brand. I love that. Where it's like that really made them like they seem like crazy dangerous, and like everything they've they've done has seemed super crazy. And again, making me see myself like I am Bill Paxton. I am in my shirt and underwear. I've already covered, made, in, covered in piss. I've already and, made it very clear that I am scared of guns and I'm scared of everything that's yeah. happening. And like they're. Uh, like Tom Arnold, who's like the the punchline of the yeah. duo, is like doing something so casually, uh, like doing something so dangerous, so casually, and they give him the cool line to say, "Yeah," where it so just makes like, it seem like so, like he so knows what he's doing. And I kind of needed that. I, th- I think I needed a bit more of that up front to be like, "Yeah, these people are unhinged." Of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this like is they're like, dangerous. We should all feel uncomfortable, whereas I felt like it was more like an action. That that... Also, that would have made the whole movie much better because it's like yeah. they, they do make it clear that like Arnold Schwarzenegger is kind of a bad spy. Yeah. But it's it's never like you're never sure what. It's not like he's getting yelled at, really. So you're I not completely really sure agree. Yeah. If it had been not like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is this James Bond type who's had his heart broken, and instead it was sort of like. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a psycho who can't even do his job because he just wants to kill people. Yeah, like Tom Arnold is like barely keeping him in check, but he's also crazy. Yeah, and then if they find out this charismatic used car salesman, this used car sales thief, <laughs> is uh, tr- cozying up to his wife, um, then that would have been like, oh my god, like, what are they gonna do? I'm scared to look. Like I would have been watching the movie through my fingers. Like yeah, that. I think they, I think they make um, Arnold Schwarzenegger too much of like a good guy yeah. I mean, even though he he's not necessarily good for any reason but like you know they make him feel very much like well he would never do anything bad yeah where like if you didn't have that it would be a really tense watching all of oh that, that would be amazing yeah anyway well I, I think we did a good job here yeah well any final thoughts on true lies what are you, what are you thinking i mean true lies is great uh it should definitely everyone should watch it if you haven't seen it go watch it it's it's delightful but also i think we've shown that we could definitely do an update of it uh, with ch- absolutely. changing a bunch of key things and have it be even better and funnier absolutely no i completely agree so thanks for listening and as always i love you guys <laughs>